0: by accident
1: we are back again. I'm Nick. Hey, I'm Matt. Welcome back to the show, guys. Gals, everybody. All of our awesome listeners. We
0: appreciate all of you guys.
1: Yeah, kind of surprised me this morning. I totally forgot we were recording. I was still sleeping, so if I'm a little groggy, <laughs> that is why.
0: It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. We had the road. Said you you said you, uh, you, said you up in our, uh, had some rough sleeps, huh?
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on uh, the past uh, couple of uh, nights I've been getting off work or not going to work cuz of bad weather cuz of emergency days and oh, yeah, lots I of ice. Just, I can't I can't sleep at night. I don't know.
0: Okay, we got to figure that out. It's yep. it's pivotal, you know, to staying alive. <laughs> so. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I've been I've been uh, having a rough covid. Okay. Hey, other other than
0: that, uh, how, uh, how how you, how you been otherwise?
1: Oh, good. Um, so uh, been uh, a little busy playing some video games. Um uh, You know, you'd think for somebody that's been a gamer their entire life, and they're in their uh, early 40s now, that especially somebody that's grew up like during the whole PlayStation era, you know, the start up until now, and I've never really played a Resident Evil game.
0: Yeah, that is freaking wild.
1: (laughs) Uh, I've owned them, but... And we'll, we can kind of we'll touch base on this a little bit later, but uh, uh, you know I have owned them because I've resold them, right? They're, they're always desirable, but I've never really sat down and played through a Resident Evil game. I've tried them here and there, like when uh, I think it was Seven came out on the PlayStation Four and Xbox One era. Uh, I got it for PlayStation because it was uh, VR compatible, and I checked gotcha. it out for like twenty minutes and. Scared the crap out of me, so I turned it off. Um, yeah, it is a scary game. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and of course, I have like booted up games to try them out, make sure that they work and that sort of thing. And But I've never really dug in and played through a Resident Evil game until last week. And I did finish uh, playing Revelations on the Xbox 360. Uh, and uh, I like the game so much that I'm ready to track down because I don't have Revelations 2, the sequel. Uh, but I did find a copy. Uh, I had some GameStop credit that it needed to be used. Uh, they, you know, they give you like that voucher every month. If you're a, a pro member and it's five bucks and oh, okay. so I went up to the GameStop and you got to use it in store. You can't use it online. Of course. And, uh, sure enough, uh, one of our local stores had a resident evil revelations on Xbox one. Uh, the first like, one. The, the first one, and I'm like, okay, well, I use my voucher and got my little discounts. I paid like nine dollars and some change for it. Um, comparing the, you know, them side by side, I really didn't notice a whole lot graphically difference, but the load times. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's like night and day difference. Yeah. Uh, especially like the original, the, uh, the the first boot up screen. Um, but you know, I uh, last episode we talked about our our goals for 2024 and mine's getting my gamer score over 200,000. And I've been working on it cause I started playing through revelations again on the campaign <laughs> through the Xbox one. It's a whole other set of achievements. It's a whole other set of achievements. You yeah. know, it's, you can double dip on the same game. And it's the same achievements, right? Just about. So okay. there is, I haven't quite figured out what the difference is, but there's 55 achievements for a thousand gamer score on the Xbox one version. And there's 50, uh, Achievements on the Xbox 360 for a thousand gamer score, so there's some difference, but for the most part they're the same. Um, the only difference I've noticed so far is like when you finish the campaign on different difficulties, the uh, the total is less. Or okay. The, like you finish on normal on the 360, you get 50 gamer score, but on the uh, Xbox One version, it's only like 20. Okay. So there's some other achievements that are getting into the that gamer store. That so you would maybe. Have
0: Maybe they're allotting the gamer score to some of those achievements, like we were talking about, whereas five for some crazy achievements. Maybe they're kind of like giving it a yeah. little more than five. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's so yeah. This this I tell you what, man. I've played a lot of Xbox three sixty games and Xbox one games for achievements. And Resident Evil Revelations has got to be one of the stingiest with their gamer score, and and it's not, and that it, and it's it's not fairly allocated, you know, right, to what you're right. doing, like. You know some of the achievements that you're getting five gamer score should be the fifty for exactly. instead of completing exactly. it. it should be like five for completing and the, the ones
0: game. that are like you know just just killing enemies or something that you're right. gonna get anyways that should be like five gamer score yeah. you know because it's gonna happen in regardless
1: and I and I say that you know with with some good uh, you know comparison of why they're stingy because uh, this this past weekend. Um, our, one of our friends, Derek, he uh, was gracious enough to buy me a digital copy of Resident Evil 5 because we were talking about Revelations while we were gaming together. Mm-hmm. And, and he was talking about how his favorite is Resident Evil 5. And I'm like, yeah, I've never played that one. I got, I got it on 360, but I've never played it because I've never played any of the Resident Evils. And and I went double checked. I'm like, yeah, I don't have it. And it wasn't on our um, game-sharing screen because I was on the list. Yeah. yeah, the list because uh, Nick has a lot of the Resident Evils on Digitally right. on Xbox. So he decided to go ahead and buy it for me because he wanted to play through it again in co-op. And we have gotten through the first uh, three chapters in, in its entirety. We're on like chapter 4-1, I think. Or we might have just finished 4-1 yesterday. Um, in here, every chapter, you or every portion of the chapter, there's three parts to each chapter, mm-hmm. you get 15 gamer score. Well... To finish three chapters or three, uh, you know, three chapters in a level on Revelations, you get 15 gamer score. Right. (laughs) So literally like, you you know, you're getting a third of what Resident Evil 5 gives you for gamer score. Um, We haven't even finished the game. We haven't even played any of like the extra modes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I've already surpassed the amount of gamer score I've earned in Resident Evil Revelations where I've... Completed the game on normal difficulty. Jeez. That's how stingy Resident Evil Revelations is.
0: Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil 5 was the one that, um, my first one that I ever played, because it was the first game I owned on 360, when I first had my 360. Okay. Um, so, it's it's I like the game a lot. You know, the survival mode, I think it's what they called it, or the survivors or whatever, which is the the side game mode. I played that a crap load, because it's just like timed survival Okay. Is it timed? So it's timed in the sense that you get more time the more kills you get. You get more time the more, like, um, there's, like, little, like, crystal things you can smash around the map, and that'll give you more time. Uh, getting your combo up will also also give you more time. So it's, like, there's ways to increase your time but if you're bare bones, just you know, getting headshots or whatever, then it'll just run out, and you know you'll have to, you're just trying to get a top
1: score or high score. Okay, so the it's uh, a lot of fun. The extra mode in Revelations is called Raid Mode, and I have played it a little bit on the 360 version, mm-hmm. at, well as well as the Xbox One version. But uh, basically, what it is is there's a a portion of the level from the campaigns. There's a set number of enemies, and then basically you just have to go through it, and then you're graded on how you do based on like how how many your accuracy your you know life total uh how quickly you get through it but it's the same every time and you're not like trying to track down time you're just trying to get through it
0: no on five it's it's just endless waves of enemies they'll send like the big boys at you too so you have to like you know try to kill those and they'll give you more time or whatever they give you like a drop power up um, and then like the more uh, you play through the storyline and get achievements and do challenges and stuff, you unlock more characters for it. And there's like 10 to 12 characters to choose from. Each okay. one has a set, you know, loadout of weapons and stuff. And some of them are pretty crazy loadouts. So it's
1: Is there like a store as well, like where you can buy guns and ammunition? No, and there's upgrades? not. Whatever
0: guns you start with, that's the guns your okay. character has for that play, Interesting for that playthrough. Interesting. So it's kind of really arcadey in that style.
1: Yeah, there's some differences between Resident Evil 5 and Revelations that I just, I thought would be the same like the controls five
0: is very different
1: like dude reloading you have to hold down the left trigger and then hit a yeah that was like whoa that's weird it's cool but it's four i think is kind of like that
0: as well okay
1: they're very clunky games yeah was it
0: you that said tank controls yes okay i've never heard that heard it called that but yeah it is kind of like controlling a tank with these games
1: yes well i think that's kind of like you know uh it's it's a it's a gaming term to describe resident evil controls and i've never experienced because i never played resident evil you
0: know so if you think that's clunky wait for like resident evil one because that's tank controls but it's from the viewpoint of like security cameras around the map so like it'll be up in the top of the hallway and you'll see your character going down the hallway yeah but it's not following your character so it's a okay. freaking nightmare if you go to like around a corner and there's a zombie and it's like i can't even see my guy right now
1: <laughs> so i've played um I, I really like the old over the shoulder view or third person view mm-hmm. of games, and I've played quite a few games. Like I've played the Sniper Elite games. Yep. Um, I've played uh, Born Conspiracy, and I've played uh, another really good one uh, that I highly recommend is that James Bond game. Uh, is it Bloodstone? Oh yeah, like the it's it's on 360 and uh, PS3. It wasn't based off a movie. It but was, it was, it, was like, it was its own storyline, but right. it had Daniel Craig mm-hmm. in it. Um, but they 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 control and play like. A typical like first person shooter like a call of duty, but you're just, you know, behind the shoulder or right. you know, in that like like hybrid of uh taking cover game like Years of War and a first person shooter like Call of Duty, but it's kinda mashed together. Uh and and everything is real fluid and quickly quick pace, whereas like the Resident Evil games, it's just like you're in slow motion sometimes and your running is just like I mean it sometimes it hurts your thumb to run because you're like Clicking down and moving forward and there's no auto run like in Rust. And it's right, like right. Oh it's no. a very it's a much slower paced game. And I think that's where the idea of the tank control is coming. Yeah. What is a tank? Slow. yeah, yeah. And, and then you, you, know, you gotta like, you know <laughs> do do turning as,
0: yeah. as separately from moving back and forward. It's
1: yeah, like 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 doing like a quick turnaround is like down on the direction uh, stick in A.
0: That's the one thing I could not stand about five, if I remember correctly, is that when you're meleeing, you can't move at all. Is
1: that correct? Right. So you hit this RB and then attack with. So you're your just right standing trigger. there still, so just, just like
0: slashing sh- away. Yeah. Yes. It's a Nightmare.
1: Yeah. So if you got enemies are surrounding you, whoops. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's a lot of people that didn't like Five for the controls. A lot of reasons, lot of reasons but yeah, yeah that, that being one of them.
1: Well, uh, when Derek and I were playing and talking, because we've been you know conversating while we're playing, he's kind of letting me you know watch the cutscenes because I haven't played through it, and he's oh, played yeah. through it multiple times. Um, but uh. He said that this was his favorite because it was like one of the first ones he played. He played it with his friends when he was younger and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And um, I said, Oh, well, we'll get through this one. And then uh, it looks like Nick has six on Xbox One, so we'll have to get you a copy of six. He goes, I don't like six. Even though it's co op and I believe it plays the same, he's just like, It's just weird. Yeah. um, I saw what he said. He said, But that was a long time ago. He goes, Maybe. We'll figure something out. Yeah, he out. might have an appreciation for it now. I, so. I, I think Resident Evil, a lot of the, the games
0: were like that. You know, 4 was kind of like an overall, everybody loved it, you know, but most of the other ones, they're kind of, it's either love it or you hate it. You okay, know? So. okay.
1: Well, and that's kind of interesting how you owned 6 digitally, but you didn't own 5, and 5 was the one you started on.
0: Right, because I, I still have it on 360. I still have my 360 copy. Yeah. So, so there's yeah. no point in buying it again. Well, I
1: guess I guess the uh, the five version has all like the DLC stuff plus. Right.
0: My like, 360 copy has everything unlocked. So if I it, bought it again, then I got to do it all again, and okay, it's kind of a hassle. But
1: okay, gotcha. But so, hey, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So I mean, some people like me like enjoy a game so much that they go out and buy a different version of it just to play through it again.
0: I I really in my lifetime I really have been play through it once and then i'm kind of done kind of done yeah so
1: like you wouldn't revisit resident evil 5
0: no i would i mean i played through that one quite a bit just because of the co-op and, okay. and uh, trying to unlock the stuff for the uh, side game mode which i really enjoyed yeah um but games where it's like you know just trying to play through it again to get like a different achievement or something like that yeah, or just th- to play through it on a harder any difficulty it's never been me yeah
1: so I don't know. I know that there's been times where we played games together. You've mentioned, Oh, I got, I got this much gamer score today. Like, you know, I'm beating you this month and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. But
0: I mean, I used to, I, I don't know. I try, I try to, but in other times, like, like he'll let loose. I'm just trying to get better at it where, you know, yeah. I'm not getting any gamer score because I think, I think people who
1: uh, frown upon achievements look at them the wrong way. Uh, in my, this is just my opinion. Uh, Because I think all it does is it serves as motivation to continue playing something or grind through something where you get stuck in a game or, uh, you know, just try new things that you normally wouldn't play. Yeah, exactly. It just gives
0: you a different objective if you want it, you know? Yeah. If you enjoy the game, but you're bored with it, try getting a different achievement,
1: you know? Yeah. So lately I've been, uh, playing, uh, Revelations and Resident Evil five. I'd Mm -hmm. imagine this weekend me and Derek will finish playing, uh, Five. Five. Cool. Because uh, he's off this weekend. Well, since you got
0: it digitally, I'll definitely install it. And so if you guys want to you know, whoever, Do the, uh, switch like off the, the side game mode, yeah. I mean, oh, it's yeah. only two-player, but still.
1: Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. See, we, me and him, we're talking about Operation Raccoon City because it gets panned.
0: Yeah. Because it's, like, not the same as a Resident <laughs> Evil game. But it is
1: backwards <laughs> compatible on Xbox One. Uh-huh. And the online multiplayer mode is, like, four players.
0: Yeah but it is a wild ass game. It's it's
1: Resident Evil. So you've played unquote. it?
0: Yes, I played it when it first came out. Okay. My never, buddy my buddy bought it, it. My buddy <laughs> bought it brand new thinking we thought it was the new brand new Resident Evil game and it is nothing like a Resident yeah. Evil game. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> it's, it like an on-rail
1: shooter or something or something of that nature.
0: Yeah, it's like it's a it's kind of third person but it's like much more fast paced than the other ones. The zombies will fuck you up. It's yeah. it's it's, well, it's and different.
1: I'm not and I'm not going to lie. So Resident Evil 5 is part of the main series and mm-hmm. Revelations is more of a spinoff. Mm-hmm. And I like Revelations better. The well, only thing I like better about Resident Evil 5 is the co-op campaign. I feel like Revelations would be an excellent game. Like, it, it would probably have scored a 10 out of 10 instead of, like, it's 8s and 9s it got back in the day if it was co-op campaign.
0: See, I wish you would have played through them from the beginning because I, I haven't played, I don't know if i played through Revelations, but I feel like there's probably cameos of characters that you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we're
1: playing Revelations 5, and, you know, there's this one, I can't think of the character's name because I've been introduced to so many characters. But one of the first things that happens is we see, because we're following Chris, because uh-huh. I'm playing as Chris and he's playing as this new Sheva. Sheva uh, so I didn't, because she's new to the series in Correct. Resident Evil 5. But then I see Jill Valentine's tombstone. And I'm like, what? I was just playing as Jill Valentine in Revelations. Yeah, this yeah. In. and I'm like, okay, well, in the timeline, Revelations happens between four and five. Yeah. Um, and then he's and then there's like a, a bad guy character with glasses, sunglasses yeah, on. It's Wesker. Yes. Albert Wesker. Uh-huh. And uh He's kind of the villain from like three on ish. But before before he shows up, Derek says, Oh, you're gonna recognize this guy, and I'm like, No, don't know who this is. <laughs> he goes, Really? And I'm like, he wasn't in Revelations. It's like, it's like do, you know who Ada, do you know who Ada Wong is? No.
0: Okay. No. She's one of those, like, super cameos where when you see her, like, oh, fuck,
1: you know? So I was imagining yeah. you seeing her and be like, okay, who's this Asian chick? So, so there was a character in Revelations. I think his name was Quint. But everybody on, when they're talking on, like, their intercoms and stuff and communicating, everybody calls him jackass. <laughs> okay and 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 mm-hmm. his character model does not match his demeanor or his his, his uh i think he was specific to five too uh, I if I no no he's in uh revelations oh, revelations, oh, revelations. Okay. Okay, gotcha. uh because you know he, he looks like he's this big beefy buff guy he's kind of got the stereotypical like gruffy uh you know five o'clock shadow he's bald and he's got that like mean grizzled look on his face uh-huh. and then he starts talking he's, t- he's talking like a computer geek or nerd and then of course he's like super uh you know hyper intelligent when it comes tech to savvy. hacking and tech savvy and i'm wow. just like um th- that's not that guy <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck's this guy <laughs> and then they call him jackass because he's kind of got you know the the dopey demeanor yeah 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 so but uh that leads me into something we're talking about because i was making notes you know of what i wanted to talk about Today mm-hmm. and uh, you know we had this segment where we're, everybody's an asshole. Yep. So I want to call somebody, call out the 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 video game community for fucking calling the Xbox One the X Bone for short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I fucking just sat down and naturally wrote what came to mind, and I wrote Revelations, and I put a note of that I got it on Xbox One. And I shortened it, and I put X. X-bone. Uh, O N E X O N X one X one. Or that's what I wrote X one. I didn't write X bone. Yeah. People put the B in there to be a fucking asshole and make fun of the system.
0: Yeah, I mean it's fair because it's Xbox. It starts with an X. It's not two words. You know, it's not X dash box. Yeah.
1: It's X one. Yeah. Know? So I put X one because I bought it on the Xbox One. I didn't put X bone. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Xbox calls it XB1. XB1. Like they put it in parentheses next oh, to Xbox dude, they, One. Okay, things. maybe are not everybody's an asshole then. Yeah. I well. don't know. But either way, then Microsoft's an asshole for fucking oh, hyphenating it to. Look X at the phones.
0: names of the fucking Xboxes, dude. Who the hell does that? But but not a child. Like wh- Xbox 360 to Xbox One to Xbox One okay. X.
1: So so to Series so I X. I guess this is transition to fucking Microsoft's an asshole because. The, the, the biggest complaint I have is the Xbox 360 makes sense because, you know, the whole idea was everything revolves around the, the, you know, the heart, the heart of the Xbox. Okay. Okay. Like, it's like your complete, you know, entertainment device. That's the idea of the 360. Okay. Right. Uh, going to the Xbox One was stupid. Yeah. They should have called it something else. I don't know what, but I mean, when you go from Xbox to Xbox 360 and not just numerically call it that, but the biggest gripe I have is the Xbox One X and the Xbox Series X because people get so effing confused. Seriously. It's like, it's like back in the day with the Wii to the Wii U. They're, they're too similar yep. and they're way too much. They're way too different.
0: <laughs> I just don't understand how they, 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 they just come up with yeah that's what we want cuz the same way with like battlefields you know i understand battlefield 1 took place in world war 1 but calling it a game having battlefield period and then having battlefield 1 people are going to think you're talking about the original battlefield the first battlefield it's still not as bad but as the battlefield call of duty 2 though.
1: it's not as bad as call of duty was it call of duty 4 modern warfare well, 2 yeah they just can't <laughs>
0: they, yeah they just can't come up with that.
1: They literally have a Modern Warfare 2 yeah. and a Modern Warfare. So these manufacturers just, with their stupid names they can't for come up games names. and systems. I mean, why couldn't why can't people be like more like Sony and just call it what it is? It's the PlayStation. I know. Oh. I well, have a PlayStation 2. And Do you have a PlayStation 3? Yeah, that that too. What about a PlayStation four?
0: <laughs> I think the Call of Duty thing is just them scared to death to not make money. So they're like, Well oh, yeah. Well, we'll get some people, so we'll just make sure we'll we'll call it the same damn thing we've called it, you know, ten years in a row. Yeah. That way we make sure we make some money. And I least. think and honestly,
1: I think what they do when they get away from the numerics is they're because there never was a Call of Duty five. They stopped with the numerics at four, correct? Uh, I think at so. At that point. But yeah. But basically they're afraid that Call
0: of Duty four modern warfare was yeah.
1: Yeah. They're afraid that, you know, they're gonna get up to the point where they're gonna have to call it Call of Duty seventeen and people are like, Man, another fucking Call of Duty. I'm yeah, not buying no. this. Like, well, don't make one every year. It's true. It's true. (laughs) So, I mean, look at, I don't know. We could talk
0: about all day about how the the, the stupid naming shit, because, like you were talking about PlayStation, you know? I mean, they literally just put a new number in front of it. And Xbox, they keep coming up with some stupid gimmicky thing to, like, we're the future of gaming. It's like, no, it's just the new system, bro. It's the same goddamn shit. Yeah. You're not doing anything better or different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was another game I actually uh, just recently finished the campaign of. I started it when I bought it brand new. And I remember playing it for just a couple of hours. So I thought when I would come back to it, i probably have like six or so hours. Mm-hmm. It's Call of Duty World War Two.
0: Okay. I don't know if I played the campaign. I played it that.
1: for another like three hours and I finished the campaign. So the campaign's like five or six hours total maybe. Really? And I'm like, what the crap? Was it good? It was good. Okay. Is It had really good cinematics. The story was really good. Uh, you know they they cut to like live action you know acting scenes and stuff and uh, it, it was a good campaign. I mean it's fun. Uh, it was cool. fun getting back to it, especially after playing like uh, Revelations when you need like like a break from that control style. Yeah, but, that's fair.
0: Well, and I I liked the World War Two storylines of all the Call of Duty games. Whether it be Call of Duty Two, World at War. Yeah, but I don't think I have played World War Two campaign. I was more into the zombies on that. Yeah,
1: one. it's good. It's good. I'd rather play that than the zombies personally, but I don't know. I, I just, I get burnt out on the, the Call of Duty Zombies mode. That's
0: why I like the World War Two Zombies, because it was different than all the other ones. It, they went for a more horror or gritty approach to it. I did a play a couple rounds like before I uninstalled the game, but it's I had a scary to uninstall.
1: It's a scary session on that game. I had to uninstall the game to clear up space, because I'm like, well, I'm not going to go back to the campaign. I'm not going to play it on a harder difficulty. Yeah, And the game takes up like 120 plus Gigabytes. That's something. another
0: zombies that I wish the game was better. Is Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. The game was hot ass. But the zombies, the very first level that it gives you is zombies in space lane where it's like in the 80s, and you're in some like theme park fighting zombies. That was really fun. That was yeah. another like really fun take on zombies that I okay. like to go back to. But nobody plays the game because the game was so
1: bad. Bad. <laughs> yeah. That was was that on 360? Is that still on 360? Mm, I think I have to. I have to see the cover. It, there might
0: have been. It might have been one of those. Yeah, I've, got, I've got
1: majority of the call of duties uh i have to track down another copy of black ops too, because i guess i gave away all my copies because i know i gave you a copy and i gave Derek a copy and now i don't have any copies <laughs> after organizing my collection so but well, it's whatever it was one i never owned originally it was just one i always bought secondhand yeah um but anyways I, we've been talking about what i've been playing have you been playing anything just hella loose just getting just getting good yeah i got to level 32 i think that's where i'm at 31 or 32 so we
0: were we you know we've been straining to get to 30 so we can become commander you know because half the games we play and there's no commander well i'm i'm finally realizing why is um my first game as commander you know i played through i'm playing through the whole match just kind of leveling up and i realized that we haven't had a commander this whole game i'm like oh shit well i'm 30 now so I'll, i'll give it a chance you know whatever so, I switched to commander, and you know, I'm talking to the command chat. They're asking for tanks, I'm spawning them in for them. They're saying thank you, so you know, getting some kind of appreciation. So, I might be doing something right. Sending a couple of bombing runs, um, which didn't get any like, you know, team kill notifications or anything like that, you know. Um, and then I hear one of the commanders of one of the squads go, like, Oh, don't kick him, guys. He's he just he just made joined as commander. And I'm like, Wait, what? Because when you're getting kicked, you don't get a notification that people are trying to get kick you from the game. And so, I'm like, Ah, that's cool, you know, I'm.
1: So instead of instead of trying to assist you and help you, they're no, just, they just going to kick for they abuse. just voted to kick you for abuse. Yeah, and so I'm just kind of laughing. So they'd rather not have a commander, right? Right. And than so have I'm one just, that's learning. So
0: I'm just laughing. I'm just like, ah, it's cool. You know, it's my first time, and I'm just trying to give it a go. And as I'm like mid sentence saying that, that's when I get kicked from the game, and it says I'm banned for an hour or something. I'm just like, okay, I'm like, <laughs> not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on commander then. And I see why yeah. people don't join as commander because people are very unappreciative
1: <laughs> well yeah yeah so. i mean i've been in matches where people are appreciative of the commander where they're just like hey everybody give accommodations and to i wasn't talking the whole time awesome and-
0: but it was my first time and i was just you know spawning stuff in and sending airstrikes well, yeah we you got a,
1: resources you got different different loadout you got to figure what everything is and- yeah it
0: was that was a nightmare and now and i had you know enemies around me so i had to keep coming out of the menu to kill enemies and getting like 12 kills trying to freaking spawn stuff in and staying in one place behind enemy lines basically because all my teammates are gone,
1: you know, moved on. It was a nightmare. Yeah. So I was like, eh, for another another time. Yeah. But yeah, I've been playing a little bit of, uh, uh, here and there. I've held let loose. I've had some good matches where I've gotten quite a few kills. Uh, uh, definitely, do pretty well with the automatic rifle, like we were talking earlier. Yeah. I cleared a house, you know, top to top to bottom, you know, and and they're just out peeking out windows, not paying attention, and I just crawl in and boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what are these idiots doing? Because when I'm in a house and I'm looking out the window, I'm I look out the window, then I kind of scan the inside of the perimeter of the ba- uh, the building, at least on my floor, and then go back to the window. You know, pop a few um, shots. I they
0: think they're safe, you know, in a building. Then
1: not at all, yeah. <laughs> uh, not at all, but. I don't know, it's just, in my opinion, some of the stuff that I do feels like it's common sense, but to others, it's just not. Yeah. So,
0: you know, going back to the whole third person, first person, talking about Resident Evil and stuff, um, first person for me is so much more immersive, you know? If you want a cinematic experience, you definitely want third person, yeah. that we can see your character and, you know, see them getting dirtier, grittier, injured, whatever, you know? But hell let loose you know I I smoke a couple of doobies and start playing that and I feel like I'm in fucking on Omaha Beach you know yeah Yeah. so uh, this morning I was actually playing before I came over and um, we were doing the Omaha Beach mission and it was like half of our team there was like 15 of us and there's like 30 of the enemy team I don't know why it was so uneven so I was a solo tank going up Omaha Beach and there was like so many people around enemies around me just throwing satchels and shit I'm just trying to crank
1: that turret Yeah. so slow
0: it was literally like rats swarming a fucking piece of bread. Dude. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think I think the the biggest recommendation I can give for Hell Let Loose if you want if you want to if you want to get a lot of kills is to uh to move to a position and, you know where you have like a good line of sight. You're not out in the open. And you know that the enemy is eventually going to move through there. Yep.
0: A lot of times, um, yeah, just pick a, um, like, the machine gun class, get a Browning or an oh, MG42 yeah, or I, something. If, if I had this, that Post match up in a tree playing line, last together. Watch an open field.
1: Yep. Because I was, I was on a tree close, line. I was looking at an open field where they were pressing through to the next point. Yep. And I had my automatic rifle. And Still good. I was bing, 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 you know, uh, getting kills. But if I had a machine, a heavy machine gun, I mean, I would have became a target because they're like, oh, we got to get rid of that heavy machine gun. Yeah, yeah. But instead it was just like bing, bing, you know. Yep. But uh, yeah, if I had a heavy machine gun, I probably would have gotten double the number of kills just because I could have just set oh, it up yeah. and just. And the, the thing <laughs> with that
0: too is um, what I like to do is just do single, try to do single shots with the heavy machine gun. That way they don't know you're an MG nest until it's too late, you know? Then they're like, oh, I'm going to send some fire that way. And then you start, you know,
1: just laying down, laying down the fire. It's fun. It's a fun game. Right on. So, um, yeah, I've watched a few movies lately. Uh, Nothing too noteworthy. Uh, Finished watching Las Vegas season one. So moving on to that probably this weekend to season two. And uh, fun stuff. Not a whole lot new going on, just because weather, it's hard to get out yeah, and do anything. No, same here. But we had a, literally a sheet of ice in our parking lot, you know. Yeah. So that was... Yeah, our, my driveway ruined. was a sheet of ice, yeah. or my street was a sheet of ice, and this was, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, and, you know, work said it's emergency day, we're not uh making you come into work, and my wife's like, I'm not driving on it, so she used a sick day and stayed home. I actually beat the ice into work, you know, cause it started freezing up at like
0: 3am, you know? Right. So. I
1: figured that was the case with you. And I was like, yeah. well, and then everybody else called in you. and I'm just
0: stuck there at work. Like, damn it. <laughs> I'm <wait> going for this <laughs> shit to thaw now.
1: <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So,
0: But it did. And then I was able to make home safe. Okay. Right on. But, but no, nothing new here either. Um, I watched like John wick recently, uh, uh the, the newest f- one. No, the very first one. First, okay. I watched the very first Harry <laughs> Potter Sorcerer's stone. Um, Mainly just because we, me and my girlfriend have been playing the Hogwarts Legacy or trying to, and we have free time, so I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of want to see the comparisons Interesting in the, uh,
1: into the, uh, the the Harry Potter universe again. You yep, know? yep.
0: I I tend to get back into it. Like I yes. rewatched the movies um, when I moved into my new apartment, so like around a year ago. So
1: I feel like Harry Potter and like the Lord of the Rings movies are kind of like more modern versions of like the Star Trek or Star Wars movies, where you can just revisit them anytime.
0: Yeah, and I think they're they're so good in their own like universe mm-hmm. that that's what people go back to them. Like if you want a medieval universe, Lord of the Rings, you know, there's so many, it's a, it's a right. expansive trilogy, you know, double trilogy. So it just depends on what you're into. Cause like, I'm not big into star Wars really, or star Trek. So I don't really watch any of
1: those. But. I like, th- I see. I like the, I guess it's the original trilogy that came out in the seventies and eighties. I like that one. I don't know what to call it because it's like episodes four through six in the yeah. series. Yeah. But that's the ones that I grew up with, and that's the ones that I look forward to when they come on cable, because it was kind of a tradition back in the 90s that they'd play them around Christmas time on one of those TV networks, like maybe USA or something. Right. So I remember watching them, you know, back to back to back, you know, on during like Christmas break or something, you know. But it was one of those things where they weren't regularly on TV, but you knew that You'd be able to watch it around Christmas time, so it's kind of a Christmas time tradition to watch the Star Wars movies. Gotcha. And they're, fu- I think they're more fun when you're a kid. But going back to them now, I mean, I've watched them with my kid, and he wasn't real interested. But yeah, it it is what it is. I mean, he like the Lord of the Rings movies, so it's not that he's not into fantasy stuff. It's just maybe that, and it, it, it's in my opinion, it is
0: kind of dated. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, going back to watch the Lord of the Rings compared to that, it's, I mean, it's medieval era, so it's yeah it's going to be a medieval as long as we live, you know, it's not like, going right. Look at this laser gun. That obviously looks like a fucking piece of plastic. You know, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's like, it's, we've advanced further than, unfortunately, (laughs) Star Wars universe, maybe (laughs) not completely, but you know, partially still don't have light speed. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. So anyways, do you want to get into our main topic?
0: Yeah. We kind of, uh, earlier about, um, you know, you're always reselling stuff and getting resident evils and things like that. So uh, why don't we talk about uh, some my
1: reselling uh, timeline? Yeah, maybe history. a little history, maybe some big yeah.
0: hits you've had, maybe.
1: Sure. I mean, I've, I've, I've collected, actively collected video games. I started in 2004 and I've always kind of dabbled in, you know, 20 years this year. Yeah, yeah. 20 years I've collected, actively I really started collecting video games in 1998. Um, Like, as far as, like, rebuying games Mm -hmm. or buying games to amass a collection, I lost that collection, uh, which was just strictly Nintendo games, uh, sometime between 98 and the year 2000. Uh, And then I kind of got back into it in 2004. uh, And I started with buying super Nintendo games because I happened to be in a thrift shop. One of my friends at the time, his father owned mm-hmm. and, uh, he had like a stack of like nine or 10 games and I see it was flipping through. I'm like, Oh, there's good games. in there's like Donkey Kong country, Mario Kart, Mario world, you know, the must haves. And I asked him how much are the games? And he goes, Oh, you know, two bucks a piece. And I'm like, Oh really? Cool. And, um, I think because I said, "Well, I'll just take them all," you know, and he ended up selling to me for like ten bucks. Now, mind you, this was two thousand and four. Yeah, the retro video game market hadn't had not yet. boomed or taken off like okay. it is today. Um, but that's essentially what got me kickstarted into collecting. At that point, I was just buying; I wasn't reselling. Um, I had realized that I was more into retro video games around that time. I sold my PlayStation Two and my. Uh, collection of PlayStation 2 games to basically buy more retro video games because, you know, early 2000 early mid 2000s money wasn't was a little tight for me. So I had to be creative on coming up with money. And I remember and
0: I'm, I'm sure you know selling the PS2 you had, you know, you could probably get more Nintendo stuff with it or older stuff with it than you w- would have had with the PlayStation 2.
1: Right. Right. Um but, you know, I re- I remember selling the PlayStation 2 and then immediately buying like an open auction lot of like eighty Super Nintendo yeah, games, exactly, for somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred dollars. And Earthbound was in there. No kidding. But this was like two thousand four, two thousand five. Right. Right.
0: Nobody was interested. And it was the in early it. days of the internet where nobody knew what they had, too. So. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I my my uh my first entry into, uh, you know, buying like on eBay and online was when I was collecting uh, wrestling VHS between like the years of two thousand to two thousand four, and then that's where kind of really it kicked off reselling because I had this thought in my head, you know, like VHS tapes are never going to go anywhere. They're worth a bit now. And, and in hindsight, I was kind of correct because, you know, wrestling VHS hasn't really ever blown up like video games have. Right. So I ended up selling my, my uh, wrestling VHS collection it was pretty extensive. I mean, I probably had yeah 150 tapes uh, and I mean, I made good money off of them. And then I used that to buy video games. But I'd tend to say where me reselling on a more active basis kicked off when I was a member of Nintendo Age. And I would do a lot of trading there with people. And I would do a lot of selling. And, you know, you scour the internet looking for deals. And probably one of the first really good deals I stumbled upon and it was right before the first Nintendo age convention. And this would have been 2008.
0: For those that don't know, Nintendo age is like an online forum for video was, game collecting. Was, it was, was. Yeah. it
1: was shut down and it was sold, sold off, shut down and stripped of all of its information. Uh, I, I hate the person that bought it because I, I don't know who you are, but you're, you're an asshole. You're an <laughs> asshole. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. Everybody's an asshole. There it yes. is. There's the asshole for the yes. day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was looking through eBay like my normal stuff I'd normally do and I stumbled upon this guy that happened to have um, a couple of cases of sealed original Nintendo games and it was the same game it was win, lose, or draw and he had two cases listed and they were $24 a piece plus free shipping <laughs> 2008 again yeah. so I'm like oh, it makes them a dollar a piece okay I'm gonna buy them. That'd be fun. So I bought the two cases. Reached out to him and says, Hey, man, I just bought your two cases of Win, Lose, or Draw. I was just curious if you had anything else. And he goes, No, I don't have any other games. I have w- more cases of Win, Lose, or Draw. I guess I got four more cases. I'm like, Oh, okay. He goes, Would you cut me a deal if I bought all of them? And he goes, Yeah, sure. He goes, How about 20 bucks a case or something like that? And mm-hmm. I'm like, Yeah, sure. I'll buy them. So I bought six cases, sealed cases of... Sealed. Win- sealed cases. Of I mean, Sealed copies. Yeah, that's 24... 24- that's 24 uh, copies of win, lose or draw per case. Jesus. And they're all brand new sealed. The cases are still brand new sealed. Uh, so what I did was I took them to, uh, I advertised it on Nintendo age and I said, Hey, I'm going to be at the Nintendo age convention. Uh, I am bringing brand new sealed copies of win, lose or draw. Uh, they're available in a brick brick form, a case form or an individual basis. Um, so a brick is like six games in a little insert box, and then there's the full case of twenty four. I said they're five dollars a piece. There's no discount for buying more. They're five bucks a piece. Um, they sold really well, and it was my way of offering the community a sealed co- sealed Nintendo game at yeah an extremely low price. I was making bank because I was making like four bucks a game. Uh, and you got to remember. Retro video games, like I said, weren't to the value they are now. I mean, now selling that game, I'd probably, I'd probably say I'd get like twenty to twenty-five bucks a piece for them, sealed, sealed. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, I at least that's just an estimation. I don't really know the value of it today. Gotcha. Um, I sold all of them except for one copy, which uh, I think it was VGC was at the convention, and I handed them a case and said, "Hey, give me a hundred. And they, they got me back with a 95 mint uncirculated.
0: That's the uh, best they could do. Is that's 95? the best they could do. Right. Yeah,
1: because every copy of the game had like this little indenture, because they had hang tabs attached to the back of the games. Uh-huh. And basically, years of being compressed together, it created an indenture on the front of every single copy of the game. Gotcha. Um, but, anyways, I sold through them uh, really well. I donated six of them for the auction, and because it was like for a charity auction. And then uh, this guy, these guys next to me, they were hounding me the whole, the whole time. Cause like literally I went to this convention. All I had for sale was win loser draw for <laughs> Nintendo. And they were like some, you know, up and coming resale website online. And uh, they really wanted to buy me out. And they're like, man, how much for all of them? Like five bucks a piece. It's like, we'll count how many copies I have. And then they're five bucks a piece. And they're just like, you can't do any better if we buy them all. I'm like, no. I said, I'll take them home and I'll offer them on Nintendo age
0: for five bucks. For <laughs> Five bucks a piece plus shipping.
1: It's like, I'm going to get five bucks a piece. For right? Are you going to hold on to seal some product or I'm going to I'm gonna hold on to them because it's like, it's, it's like sealed product. Like I'm it's okay gonna, to speculate yeah. and that they'll, they'll go up in value at least a little bit. Yes. Fuck, And they did. I know they exactly. did. exactly. Yeah. Most so, things do, you know? So like I, uh, I basically had offered you know it all day long and it was getting to the end of the 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 convention the show and uh jessica was there my wife and she Mm -hmm. was helping me sell them and she comes over to me because i'm just kind of perusing she's sitting at the table because she's not interested at all in this scene right and uh and she goes hey those guys are back they want they want to buy them all i'm like what are they offering this time she goes no they're gonna buy them for five bucks a piece and i'm like okay well so what I did was I, you know, got in front of everybody. I say, hey, I need, you know, the, the community mic. Go, hey, um, I've got somebody that's going to buy all my win loser draws. If you haven't bought one already and you're planning on buying one for five dollars, you need to do it now, because they're not going to be available after this. They're not going to resell them here for five dollars a piece. They're going to put them on their website and sell them for more. Yeah. It's like, so if you'd like a copy of Win Loser Draw for five dollars, you have about fifteen minutes, and then I'm gonna sell the rest of these guys. And I got flooded with people. I mean, just buying one at a time, mm-hmm. you know, because I wanted to make sure everybody who wanted one yeah, got they had one a chance. Yeah, that's and why you're there. And then we counted them up, and there's still probably like like eighty or ninety copies. Jeez. And I sold them all to them for five dollars a piece, and they hauled them off and immediately put them in their car and. And I did check their website, and they were selling for like fifteen bucks a piece plus yeah. shipping or something. They knew they'd be able to make something yeah. off it. You know, the people on Nintendo Age were like, "Man, you don't have any left." I, t- I said, "I told you, I'm only offering at the convention," and I sold them all there. I said, "If you wanted one, you should have went to the." Co- oh, I couldn't make it, and I'm like, "Well, it was exclusive. It was exclusive. It was incentive for you to go." Yeah. That hey, even if I'm gonna get a little bit of a deal on a. Plus, a so if you're Nintendo part of the game.
0: game game collecting community. You should know that wild things happen at conventions where yes. people buy each other out yeah. and
1: stuff like that. So it happens. Yeah. So I got bought out and, uh, so I had this big stack of cash or I thought I did cause it was a few hundred dollars. I mean, Hey, compared to what you pay yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know. I, 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 I turned, I turned what, like what? Six times of like 150 bucks into, you know, 750 bucks. Yeah, exactly. So I was flying high and that kind of got the wheels turning. Um, So I started more reselling, you know, buying lots on eBay and then breaking them out, selling them individually on Nintendo Age or um, eBay. And it was strictly online that I was reselling. And then like maybe 2011 or 12 is when I got into reselling more locally through our indoor flea markets. Um, There was one that had opened up you know, not far from where I live now. And, uh, I had acquired some glass display cases, uh, from where did I get them from my, my, my work and my dad's work. Okay. They were going to be tossed and thrown out. So I took them and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I hung shelves up and I started reselling, uh, DVD movies and uh, video games. Because DVD movies I was buying for less than a quarter a piece. And I was, I, I mean, I still do it to this day. It's that lucrative. And I flip them for 3 to $5 a piece usually. Depending on what they are. And then like the really high-end titles I'll put on eBay when it comes to movies. But uh, it was like 2011 or 12. My brother Thomas and I, uh, Nick's older brother, mm-hmm. one in between us, that's been on the show. Uh, him and I were going to do it as extra income. It didn't last very long with him uh, being interested in doing it because it required actual work. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bud, but I'm going to call it what it is Uh, because it is work. It is a second job. Um, When we were at that first location, uh, we started off small, and we quickly upgraded to a bigger location within the uh, flea market. And for uh, mid-Missouri, our flea markets are a little bit different. You don't have to be there to sell your stuff. You basically set up your booth, and then there's somebody, there's a cashier there and there's people working the place and they will sell your stuff for you. And then you just basically come in and collect a check and then you reload your booth and price all your stuff and put tags on But I think it at this sort of point
0: thing. for a short time, at least, you know, you were big into playing magic with Thomas. So you actually had like a little table set up with chairs and you kind of went in on weekends, right? Well, that was the idea.
1: It's like, dude, we can set up a table. We can and then have hang like out some hours magic, that you're can, there for yeah, haggling or whatever. Right. And I would go in and do that. He just never showed up, yeah.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Um, but that's pro- but that's a good idea, you probably, know? Even, probably even for spots that you don't you're not required to be there. Having some hours where you are there and people yeah. known to, to talk to well, you, yeah, or,
1: because I would show up and I'd haggle with people and I'd work with people and mm-hmm. deals with people. I met that's how I met uh Jeff from uh our retro election. Oh, no kidding, yeah. I met him through and dude. He helped me so much with that booth, <laughs> that first booth. He came in and he'd help me organize stuff. He'd help me price stuff. But he was so interested in 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 retro video games, and he's like, "Oh my God, there's another person that is too that likes the stuff I'm into." And you know, there'd be times where I'd take him out to lunch for helping me and that sort of thing. And he, that's how we became friends. Yeah. So I met Jeff through reselling. Um, cool. Very cool. So uh, that place was really good and uh, really lucrative for me i got i got my i got those booze essentially started with the gaming side because my friend jeff the um guy from illinois the one that passed away Mm -hmm. he came in town and i bought out his his uh duplicates because he was notorious for buying big giant lots of video games and then picking out what he wants for his collection and then just putting them in bins and i bought all of his duplicates I wish today I had all those duplicates because I had so many good bangers. (laughs) I mean, you name a Nintendo 64 game and I had probably like three copies of it. Jeez. So uh, that's what got us kick-started and and really going and moving. And um, I did really well when we were at that location. Unfortunately, uh, the owner's wife got messed up on some really bad drugs Started stealing from the mall. Started stealing from booths. Um, essentially, anytime anything went missing out of my booth, all I had to do is report it to one of the own, the actual owner, the husband, and he'd probably uh, say, "Well, what were we asking for it?" And I, I was honest with him, and he goes, "Yeah, she probably stole it, and and probably took it to a pawn shop or something." And I mean, that's how bad it got, and they ended up having to shut down. Jeez, which stinks because I'm at a, I'm at a, another. Uh, flea market, which is great, but it's off the beaten path. It's kind out of in the middle of nowhere. In the know. middle of nowhere, it does get a lot of traffic, but it's a destination. It's not like where it's in the strip mall where passing I was passing, passing by. by, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to the grocery store. Why don't we go check out the the flea right. market?" You know, and then they impulsively buy something. There's no impulse buys because it's a destination. Yeah, people
0: are planning their morning
1: or day or whatever. I mean, to I go used, there. basically. I did. I would. I would estimate. I did triple the business at the first flea market versus where I'm at now. And I have two booths. Whereas I only had one at the last one. At the last one. Yeah. Um you know, one thing when we were talking about doing this episode, you asked me about, you know, probably the biggest scores or fines. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest uh, turnarounds, you know, paying a nickel for getting sure, 100 dollars, whatever. Yeah, the, uh, the best find I ever had came off Craigslist. Okay. And uh, that's
0: like not a thing anymore. Is it nah, not really? I mean, this, I don't think is, people use this this is a
1: while ago this, but this was around the time that I was right before I started the booths, but I okay. was flipping online. So it was in that era. And uh, it was a super Nintendo lot. It was a complete in box core system. So that's just the controller system. The hookups didn't come with a packing game, but it was in the box. And there was a stack of games, really good games, RPGs, strategy games, you know, a good mix of everything. I remember being Syndicate in there. Uh, the Mortal Kombat games. Um, like, SimCity was in there. Uh, but the big, big, big hit of the lot. Now, mind you, there's other good games, but this is the part that stands out, is there was a, a Zombies at Your n- Neighbor. But it wasn't just any Zombies at Your Neighbor. It was the alternative co- cover art. Oh, really? Um, so... The story goes is I contacted the seller. He never got back to me. And then I noticed it was relisted at a higher price. <laughs> Turns out it's sold. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and basically the person that bought it seen the value and was flipping it for more money. And I reached out to him and I said, hey man, um, I noticed, that, you know, that you've relisted. He goes, oh no, he goes, I bought it from that guy and I'm just, you know gets more money out of it yeah. and i'm like okay that's cool and he it was like an extra hundred bucks is what he was asking i'm like okay what's uh, so what's the cover art difference money wise a lot a lot okay.
0: more than hundred dollars
1: a lot okay yeah like like at the time a complete in box zombies at your neighbors was probably like a 40 50 dollar game okay for the regular artwork um and these are all complete in boxes stack of games oh uh, and they were minty mint really beautiful shape I mean, whoever had them took great care of them. Like they were still in like their little baggies inside the game oh, and stuff. Wow. Um, so, you know, I reach out to the guy. I'm like, hey man, you know, I was, I was going to hit, I mean, you know, I was going to buy it at that, as asking price and he goes, oh, I did get it a little bit cheaper than that. I'm like, all right, cool. I go, w- well, you're willing to sell it? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, okay. Um, uh, I was like, well, he was in uh, St. Louis. So it was two hour drive. Yeah. I go up there in the middle of the night to go buy it. <laughs> okay. And that, That kind of deal, yeah. And uh, I talk him down a little bit. He still makes a little bit of money, like you know, whatever. He got to it before me. Yep, it's fine. Get everything else, and uh, you know, just making sure. I I essentially just made sure the zombies ate my neighbor's which was there. But you had
0: to make play it cool. I'm like, oh, every other game.
1: (laughs) Um, but uh, I do remember selling it at the time. So I paid. I think I paid like around three hundred, like two seventy-five for the whole lot for the whole lot. Okay. Okay. The Super Nintendo in the box alone was. You know, worth 100, 150 at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the syndicate was probably like a hundred dollar game at the time, complete in box. I mean, now, if I'd have those days K- oh, yeah. games now, yeah. um, uh, but anyways, uh, the zombies ate my neighbors. I put up for auction on Nintendo Age to offer it to somebody else because I didn't. I, I again, I was at a point where I didn't have excess money to sit on something and speculate that this is going to go up in value. I had to flip it because I used like money that was going to go towards my mortgage to buy this gotcha. type situation. Well, I mean, it all worked out because I sold that zombies ate my neighbor complete and box game for like $800. Jesus Christ. And now I'd probably say that that is multiple thousands of dollars. That's insane. But that was also, I mean, you can't, like I said, live in hindsight, but that was like 10, 15 years ago that I, bought and sold that so do you know the story behind the cover art difference not necessarily like a mail-in or something or it it uh it it's an alternate cover it is legit uh but the only thing that's alternate is the actual box itself
0: not the game not the
1: game card the not the not the booklet just the box art gotcha um it might have been like a pre-order bonus like if you pre-ordered it or, or something like an early release or something yeah but it's, interesting. it's one of the first examples of an alternate cover, and it's and it's very rare, and it's very sought after, because it's a great game, and the artwork is so much better on the alternate oh, yeah. than the original. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was one of those games where like when my friend Jeff got wind that I had it, because I didn't keep my games in, at the time, uh, protective cases or anything like that. If it was boxed, it was just sitting on a shelf and he goes, he goes, you do have a, prote- a box protector for that. Right. And I'm like, no, he goes, I'm sending you one. <laughs> like literally like he shipped me one just to put that game in. Right. And, and that way, you know, we were preserving it as best we could. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy I sold it to was very appreciative, uh, excited to get it. Big fan of it. Always wanted it. And I sold him like the, the best looking copy. I mean, I'm sure he made bank reselling it. If he's gone on to sell, it, which is fine. Yeah. uh, yeah. Because I made bank off it, really. I mean, literally, like that, 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 that cut my mortgage down that, that month way down, you know. Uh, So reselling has been very lucrative for me. Uh, I have many other stories. Uh, Another really good one. We'll finish with this one and then maybe we'll revisit me reselling. Okay. Uh, Went to, on one of my, out of town runs because that's the thing is you always got to be sourcing when you're reselling. And at this point I was kind of full blown into the reseller market, especially online. And, uh, I'm just at one of my normal stops and looking at the game case in this, uh, a trade, it's a trade post. It's not a pawn shop, but it looks like a pawn shop, acts like a pawn shop, but it's a trade post. Cause I, I don't think they have like a gun license and they, Unfortunately, are no longer around, but but mostly it's just media. It's uh, there are a lot of media, you know, musical instruments, what you'd normally find in a pawn shop. Just, okay. Just no guns. Just or... no guns, and, and so that he called it a trade post. Okay. Like, all right, cool. So, again, this is a, 10, 12 years ago. So, I mean, it's a different as a different look on the retro video game community. And I'm looking at his case and like all of his Xbox 360 games and all of his PS3 games are like priced accurately. And I'm like, okay, you know, this, you know, I'm not probably not going to find anything here. He had a handful of Nintendo games and of course they were overpriced, you know, it's like he had a Mario three, but he wanted 25 bucks for it. And I'm like, oh gosh, you know, this is not going to be a good stop. And I look behind the counter and he's just got this bin and it's just a stacks upon stacks upon stacks of PlayStation one games. And I said, hey, um, are the games behind the counter for sale? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I just don't have room for them in the case, and I don't like leaving them out because, you know, somebody will take the discs out and that sort of thing. I'm like, all right, cool. I go, is it okay if I look through them? He goes, yeah, sure. And he goes, just you know, stay at the front counter. I'm like, yeah, cool. I start looking through them, and I'm like, holy crap. Name an RPG on PS1 and it's in there. Shit. Name a Resident Evil game on PS1 and it's in there. Oh, It's Lord. just banger after banger after banger after banger. Final Fantasies, Resident Evils. Uh, I remember Ogre Battle was in there. Uh, you know, at the time, just so many like $50 to $100 games. And I, and everything's like in beautiful shape. And I, I ask him, so what are you asking on the PlayStation games? And he goes, well, he goes, you know... I don't know if they'll really sell here, you know, so, um, you know, I didn't give a lot for them. Yes. Uh, because and of course he asked, you know, most people asking, you know, are you buying a few of them? You buying, you know, picking and choosing what you want. Like, I go, well, I mean, if the price is right, I would probably take them all. And he goes, okay. He goes, well, how about a buck a piece? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I mean, I spent like 75 to a hundred dollars that day because there's that many games in yeah, there, but, you probably made but I bought every single If that, I, I, I made a lot of money for, you know, the, you know, the amount invested. That's the thing is, is it's like, if you buy things right and you, uh, you're basically making like the same amount of money you are now, if you can buy it like I bought then. But the thing of prices have just escalated so much. Right. I mean, people don't like, Oh my God, you bought those games for a dollar, but then you only sold them for you know a few hundred dollars more. It's like yeah, but I only had a dollar invested in them. Yeah, you know. But if I had bought those same games now at a good price, I'd be buying them for what they were going for then, and then reselling them for a high dollar. And but then I'm investing more capital into them. And you know, I'm I'm fine with what decisions I made. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure I kept a few of them, and they ended up in Thomas's PS1 collection. But for the most part, if it was valuable. It got resold around that time just because it was just like I was more interested in building uh, my Nintendo and my Super Nintendo collection. That's right. what I was yeah, interested building in. Building the collection of the stuff that you yeah. wanted to... And then, of course, I was buying play and look Xbox at. and Xbox 360. That was the core of my video game collection, you know, 15 years ago. And, you know, the Xbox is still here. The Super Nintendo and Nintendo pretty much got sold off uh, just because I wasn't using it. I wasn't playing it. So yeah. it's like, why? But... You know, that's how I funded games like Little Samson. That's how I funded games like, you know, Flintstones Surprise at Dinosaur Peak. Well, actually, that was a trade. But but that's what I'm getting at is if I didn't resell, I wouldn't have been able to get, like, the really high-tier stuff and have it in my collection for a while. Yeah. So, But I was always on the hunt, always looking uh, for a deal. You know, I've had some really good garage sale finds. It's just gotten to the point where everybody's a reseller now, you know, you got YouTubers that are going online and, you know, showing their tips and tricks. And I'm like, man, this is all just common sense that you guys are talking about. It's like you buy low, you sell high, you know? Yeah. Um, And it's just so easy to, you know,
0: it's so easy to sell things at what they're at retail value. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't see a lot of people nowadays giving bulk prices and stuff like that no. because they know what they have, you know, right. or, or it's so easy to look yeah, up what look, they have.
1: You look up on like Facebook marketplace and it's like, you find like a lot of video games and then it's like, Oh, they want 450 bucks for this lot. And then you price each game individually. And it's like, Oh, it adds up to $462. Yeah. So they just basically looked them up and then threw a price tag on and said, Hey, buy them all.
0: The thing I hate the most on those, those listings is like, you know, they have like a lot of games and it says $1 or something, you know, and, and then you get it and, 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 and they're, they're all individually priced. Individual it's like, price. yeah, I want to go to a fucking pawn shop. I'll go to a pawn shop. Thank you.
1: Right, and 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 that's the thing is you used to go into a pawn shop and it's like, okay, you know, let's 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 flash back like ten years. Okay, um, so then a three sixty game probably would have been like ten bucks. An Xbox One game because it was brand new would probably be closer to retail prices. Yeah, but when you go back another generation to like xbox or playstation 2 those games would be like five bucks mm-hmm. and then you go back another generation and those games would be like three bucks and it didn't matter what it was yep It didn't matter if it was a mario game or if it was an nba game it was three bucks on that generation And
0: that's how you started reselling at the perfect time you know like right. me trying to start now good fucking luck no. good fucking luck no, it is not gonna happen i
1: can't recommend getting into it unless you're you've got a lot of capital and you you've got a lot of or you've got resources. a big old collection <laughs> well and that's the thing too is it's like it's like you 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 watch some of these resellers that are on YouTube and they basically advertise that yeah we're looking for collections to buy so hit us up and we pay this and they have hundreds of thousands of viewers so the people that are watching that aren't you know turning their stuff into local shops anymore they're you know these online resellers in a sense, are killing their local market because they're shipping them out of state to this guy or, you know, this other guy in this other state. And then he's putting them on Amazon or whatnot or eBay. And it's just like, well, now everything's at retail because, you know, collections are getting gobbled up. And then, you know, a local game store is not getting an opportunity at a nice collection like they used to. And you can't walk into a a retro game store and find deals because they they don't get, you know, collections traded in as often. Right. They don't know. get the deals. So why do they, why should they give them out? You know? Right. <laughs> right. And that's why like our local, I don't even know if you can call it a retro game shop, but vintage stocks suck so bad because nobody trades in there. But right. there again, I don't, I'm assuming that their trade values are probably total garbage too.
0: Honestly, I think the the main reason why you get good deals at the pawn shops because you've been collecting for so long that you have the connections where they, do. they know to contact you first or.
1: Yeah. You know. I mean, I have, I mean, I've, I've gotten good deals as recent as a year ago. Um, they're few and far between now uh, and they're more closer to, you know, buying them at like that 50% of value uh, range. If I get a deal Mm -hmm. versus buying, you know, a hundred dollar game at $3. Yeah. That those days are gone. Right. Right. It's the information is too readily available now. Whereas it wasn't 10, 15 years ago. Yep. It was, it was knowledge you actually possessed And now it's been like mainstreamed. Correct. Uh, So, you know, it used to mean something to know the value of games. Now it's just like, I have a, I have my phone in my pocket. Three clicks away. You know what you could do 15 years ago means nothing. Now I was ahead of the, I was ahead of the curve uh, because I knew i networked and um, it's worked out for me. I mean, I've made some good friends from buying and reselling, uh, like you said, I still have connections I, I I go into you know every pawn shop in this town at least the the, the three main ones mm-hmm. and i'm I'm known by name they know me by first name right but I've been shopping there for since I started collecting in two thousand and four yeah 20, I, 20 years yeah i i have I have shopped in, in our local market longer than people have been employed in these places yeah so of course they know me by name.
0: But well, and that's why it's crazy
1: having somebody that knows you by name because of the workforce nowadays. Sure, <laughs> there's but there's there's really honestly in in a pawn shop there's really not a lot of turnover. Yeah, that's fair. At least in our local market. So, yeah. but no, it's 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 been it's been good to to me. It's afforded me a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have had in life. Um, it assisted uh, in us you know, going completely debt free. And uh that 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 maybe that's uh, another maybe a part two is when we talk about the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. People
0: sitting at home needing some games to play. And getting free money <laughs> from the government.
1: Yeah. That 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 was that's a nice a, time to oh be yeah. a reseller online. So That might be something to talk about. Just an episode recapping the old, pandemic? Old COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean that that is working on four years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll save that for next week. So, maybe a I little know. preview there. So, Anything appreciate you,
0: want you? To add? No, that's it for me. We appreciate all you guys for listening. Um, if you want to contact us, uh, find us at openbyaccident at gmail.com. Again, Google Podcast has gone away or is going away at the beginning of April. Yeah. So, make sure you get, to get yourself transferred over if you use that. Spotify
1: right um, now. And then, uh, you know, Nick and I have a little update. We have been talking back and forth about trying to figure out how to get us on more social media as far as, you know, like more video aspects. So hopefully that's coming in the next yeah. coming, coming weeks, months or something. I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a barrier for us. So we're working on it.
0: We're working on it. And we also have an Instagram page. So follow us over there. Also at Open by Accident.
1: And I think that's it for us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.